Late Night Conversations, Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. I'd like to now welcome uh, Basil Manuel, who is the Executive Director for the National Professional Teachers Organization of South Africa, Niptosa. Basil, thank you very much for joining us. Pleasure to be with you again. Now, the class of 2020 has really done well, despite all the circumstances that they faced. Um, what is your message to them as Naptosa? Well, at first, let me congratulate those who have done well, those who have managed to pass. It's a testament to the resilience of our youth. It's a testament to, to putting your your shoulder to the wheel and wanting to achieve something. It can only improve from here on. And for those who didn't make it, I have another message for them too, to say it's not the end of the world. We know that 2020 was an extremely difficult year. And if you somehow didn't manage to get the quality pass you want or you didn't pass at all, there are other avenues. Register tomorrow to rewrite in June or at the end of the year, but don't give up because we cannot have you give up on yourself, not now, not after everything you've been through. Oh, yes, definitely. But then we also should not neglect the educators, those teachers who spend tireless hours, sacrifice their holidays at times, woke up early in the morning to make sure that the class of 2020 excels. Absolutely. And we owe a huge debt of gratitude to those thousands of matric teachers who um, knew their holidays had been curtailed because of the various lockdowns and the time out of school. And they knew that they had to do much more, an almost superhuman effort to get through the syllabi. And I know not all did, but everybody managed to do what was necessary to get the children to be able to write a credible exam. And we've got to, we've got to pay credit to them and we've got to acknowledge them because it hasn't been an easy task. And I'm a little, I have a little bit of a bad taste in my mouth when I think of the sacrifices our teachers made. And then we start this year, they are punished by a 200 day calendar plus an extra two weeks or three weeks at school before the calendar starts making this the longest year ever in the history of South Africa. That doesn't sound right. Not after all the sacrifices. And we are worried about burnout. We are worried about the psychological impact that our teachers are are, are suffering from and have to continue working through uh, because of the roles they play. So credit has to go to them. They've done a marvelous job. Look, during the time that uh, it was marking time for the grade 12 papers, a lot of educators contracted COVID-19, some even passed away. Uh, there's not been much around this. Uh, there's not been, has there been more support, at least for the educators, to go into 2021 academic year, uh, despite the extended uh, days of the academic year for the year? But has there been support? Has there been a change in the way that the basic education department is doing things? I think virtually every province has attempted to get some form of support system going. But most of them have stopped at the point where they have a call center. Now, that's not good enough, and it's not well coordinated. When do teachers get time to phone the call center? If the call center is going to close uh, by the end of the normal day, when they are then at school working and they don't have time. 
So yes, whilst there are some measures in place, it's not enough. I, as a union, we've run countless workshops. And just to give you an example of one, we had a webinar where we were dealing with resilience and your own mental health. And 3,000 teachers joined the workshop. Can you believe it? On one day. Now, if that is not an indication of the, the need out there, I don't know what is. But what we need is a far more coordinated effort. And I want to pay a tribute to those NGOs out there, the, the people in the, the, the whole business of psychology who have been offering their services. And, of course, a number of medical aides as well have come on board and are assisting with workshops of their own. Because we also need to equip teachers. You see, the one is helping teachers. The other one is equipping teachers. Because teachers are the first and sometimes the only counselor a child will have. And if they don't know how to professionally deal with that child, that child continues throughout schooling and becomes worse and worse because trauma wasn't dealt with at a particular time. So there's a lot to be done, but not enough is happening. So the academic year is extended, but we still want to know, are all our schools, especially those in lower quintiles, Basil, um, fully equipped or fully uh, supported to have all the necessary PPE? This is where I think maybe I have a, a little sense of irritation. I don't believe we need to remind any province what needs to be done to make schools safe. And yet here we are having to do so. There are still schools that don't have teachers, for example. And yet we heard on national television that this was taken care of. There are still schools without PPEs. For heaven's sake, right here in Pretoria where I am, hardly a couple of kilometers away from where I live, I got a photograph today of an overcrowded class. Now, we can't have that happening, not when we are trying to keep everybody safe. Remember, uh, Patricia, this pandemic is going to be with us for a long time. And we've got to instill a sense of greater care for self and other. If we don't do that, we continue perpetuating the problem we're trying to eradicate. Our politicians mustn't pay lip service to this. They must see that it happens in the schools. And similarly, our administrators Stop paying lip service to it. Our teachers, our non-teaching staff, who are invaluable in ensuring health and safety, as well as our learners, need at least that to keep them safe. We will see to the other things, but it really isn't happening to the extent that it should in every area that it should. There are too many gaps still. But let me acknowledge the provinces that are doing well in this regard, and Gauteng is one of them. Uh, but there are still gaps, and of course the Western Cape is, and Free State, and there are a number, but then the gaps like in Limpopo are shocking. Yeah, and and, and you know when you are when you are stating the provinces that are doing well, Basil, it also seems that it's the provinces that are churning a higher pass rate in the matric class of 2020. So clearly there's a correlation here between the provinces that have all the support and the provinces that don't have all the support. There is that causal link that we can make. But there's also a link to to the relative wealth of the provinces. 
And uh, I don't want to be unkind and ignore the fact that the Gautengs of the world are far better off than Limpopo is and far better off than the Eastern Cape is. But at the same time, we mustn't hide behind that because everybody gets an equitable share of the budget and we need to spend our budgets wisely. And we've seen where the problems lie in terms of poor management, etc. The provinces that are badly managed will do badly in everything, not only in, in, in uh, administration. It'll show in the results. It'll show in the health. It'll show in the safety. And this, this is just one of the, the facts of life. Basil, thank you so very much for joining us. We'll, we'll continue looking at the class of 2021, and I'm hoping that the little grade ones also are going to get the much-needed support. Absolutely. You have a good night, Father. <laughs> good night, Basil. It's uh, 11 o'clock on the dot. It's time to go to the news with Zolega Kodashev.